It's time for Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Live from the legendary Sports 56 studios at Flynn Broadcasting in Memphis, here's your host, Kevin Cerrito. Greetings and salutations. We're live from High Attack. Out Mariah for a special 90-minute edition of Cerrito Live. Thanks for making us a part of your Valentine's Day weekend. Coming up on this special 90-minute show as we lead into Ole Miss playing some hoops right here on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. On this show at noon today, our wrestling segment gets moved up. Usually it's at 12.30. It's always the last segment of the show. But Dustin Five Star will join us to talk pro wrestling, talk about the, the retirement of Daniel Bryan and other things of uh, that's happened this week, including including uh, the Titus O'Neil story. We'll, we'll uh, touch on that briefly. We will not touch on Vince McMahon because that would get us suspended for 90 days. Uh, also, hey, yeah, Handsome Jimbo from Memphis joining us in the wrestling segment this week. The boogie-woogie man himself, WWE Hall of Famer Handsome Jimmy, scheduled to join us at noon today as well during the wrestling segment. Big-time guest, the WWE Hall of Famer. Woo, mercy, Daddy. Handsome Jimbo joining us at noon. Kevin Light from the Flyer will be back in his regular 1130 slot today. We'll talk mostly Mark Gasol. We'll also talk about Bill Simmons' uh, tweet about what the Grizzlies may or may not be doing in time for the trade deadline next week. It is a fun time of year. Should be a fun time of year to be a fan of the Memphis Grizzlies. Unfortunately, Gasol's injury has kind of derailed that a little bit, but uh, we'll get into that. Uh, It's a quick 90-minute show today. On the other side of the glass, Drew Barrett, C.J. Hurt will help us get through it. But every week we start the show talking with Mr. Sweet Tea, Mr. Selfie, Mr. Marcus Hunter. What's up, Hunter boy? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, Cerrito? Um, are you ready to get into this? Yes, sir. All right, let's do some trending topics. Trending topics. All right, trending topics. Trending topic number one, Marcus Saul. I just mentioned it. Marcus Saul possibly out for the season. I mean, we can't, we, that's not the official word. He's out indefinitely with a broken right foot and probably will not be back this year, which means it puts the Grizzlies' hopes now, it looks like, downgraded, in my opinion, from get bounced in the second round of the playoffs to get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Because I still think this team can make the playoffs. But holy mackerel, you're going to have to do it without Marcus Gasol, who wasn't playing well to begin with, and they were still able to beat the teams they're supposed to beat. So just really close games with all these teams that they're supposed to beat. What are your early thoughts, Marcus, on the uh, Mark Gasol era being put on hold, possibly for the remainder of the season? You know, I think right now it it sucks if you look at it that way. But in the long run, I think this is something that could actually be good for the Grizzlies because it's going to force them to have to make some moves that could be very beneficial for the team come next year. And it's going to force some guys to have to step up and it's only going to make them better for next year whenever Mark gets back if he doesn't get back by sometime this year. But, you know, on the flip side, when it comes to the playoffs, you know, the best case scenario for the Grizzlies right now, you're not going to get out of the first round regardless of, you know, who you get in the first round and where your seat is. So if you're the Grizzlies, you say because, because of eight. Gasol, because of the Gasol injury, you're yeah, agreeing with me injury. that makes first round your best case scenario now is first round exit. Yeah, your best case scenario first round exit. So why not have that first round be you and Grizzlies eight seed versus 
uh, Golden State. That way you know you're going to at least have the national spotlight on you. You know, you, you might get blown out, but at least you're going to be able to, you know, have the national spotlight on. You know, you, the, the fans are going to get excited because yes. they're going to be able to come in here and see one of the best teams, you know, in the history of the NBA, you know, going towards their second championship. Yeah, I rarely, rarely agree with you, Marcus Hunter, but I do think that uh, that would be fun, right? Because I do think yeah, they, it would be fun. Who knows? Maybe the Grizzlies could steal a win. But definitely, you get to see the best player in the world, Steph Curry. And definitely, we would have the opportunity for CJ to try to ask the newest, worst question ever. Yeah, because... Hey, excuse me, Mr. Curry, this is for you and Draymond. Steph Curry since he asked the worst question ever, has he? No, they they have not been in the same room since the that moment. Do we have the clip? Do we better have the clip? That clip is supposed to always be on standby on this show. I would like to credit myself for the success of the Warriors. Had that question not come in there and loosened up the team, I think that they would be playing uptight right now. I really do. But seriously, how many games have they lost since then? Not many. So I do think that it does play a role for those who do not know back in the playoffs. Uh, it, it, it was post-game post, post, uh, post game press conference. CJ asked a question to Steph Curry, and Steph Curry declares it the worst question ever. We've got the audio, Marcus. We have to relive this. Is there one team specifically that you kind of want to stay away from? Anything? No disrespect. The worst question. We can't. It doesn't matter to us. <laughs> no disrespect. Oh, you guys had the clip on deck. I love it. We got it. Yeah, we have to. That's a few clips we have to have ready. That's one of them. CJ. No disrespect. No disrespect, but he does ask. He, he does ask the worst question. That's the worst question. Where's my championship ring at? For that. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he's taking credit. We can have all the debates we want. Mark Jackson, Stephen, uh, or, or, or Kerr, or Mark Jackson, or, or Hurt. Who is it? Who is the one who's truly responsible for this um, um, crazy play uh, from the Golden State Warriors? I'll remain saying it's all Steph Curry. That's my stance. It's all Steph Curry. In the planet that he was from, whatever planet that is. Uh, Look, here's, here's why it's CJ. Because CJ started the whole, it doesn't matter attitude. It doesn't matter who we have next in front of us. Because that was his answer. No, you know, no disrespect. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and my so, CJ had, deserves more credit probably than Mark Jackson for where the, where they are right now. I really do think. But oh, <laughs> uh, we're not gonna get into that debate. We're good. So the Grizzlies. I think I think you've convinced me. I do think that would be fun. That hey, if you're gonna have a season that you're not gonna win the championship, you're not gonna make the conference finals. Your best players hurt. Why not play the best team? One of the historically best teams of all time, right? We're looking at it. They could be the best team of all time. Why not play them in the postseason? That is something to look forward to. You've got me uh, looking forward to the rest of the season, cheering for an eighth seed. Also, the Grizzlies make the playoffs. They keep their draft pick for this year, which, again, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know if you want to keep your draft pick uh, for this year because – Maybe next year's draft is better. You want to get rid of your pick this year, so you hold on to next year because you're losing it one of the two years. But maybe we'll ask that to Kevin Leip. We'll talk more about the Gasol injury with uh, Leip uh, a little bit later on. Last thing I want to ask you that all about, though, Marcus, is Dave Yeager playing Mark when he? This was kind of the, the the big debate once we found out Mark was out. Is should Yeager have been playing him, knowing that his foot was bothering him? No. I mean, he's a big man. And what's the thing with big men? Feet. You know, some of the best big men who've ever played in the NBA, their careers have ended because of foot injuries. If you have a big man and he and you know that he has a foot injury, you let him sit down until that injury is completely healed because you don't want to risk that injury getting worse. And I mean, I'm sorry. Think about it. 
Have you ever like stubbed your toe or have you ever had like a cramp in your foot? Everybody like, has, having a yeah. foot injury can like immobilize you. Yeah, just like having your leg fall asleep for a minute, you know, or your foot had that yeah. cramp in your foot that just lasts like for just imagine that just going constantly. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, Ooh, I mean, can't play can't, I mean, I mean, you can't expect, and that's the other thing. That's why he's probably done for the season because you don't want to rush him back on something like that. I mean, look at what happened to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Kevin Durant had the foot issue. They re- they rushed him back, and then you know he, he basically he needed the, the the entire year to be off. So, yeah. so well, you know, just just make it just leave Mark out for the rest of the season and get yourselves ready for next year because this year. If the goal every year is to make the NBA Finals, this team isn't making the NBA Finals. I mean, I mean, come on. I would not bring Mark. Yeah, I would not. I, I would make sure he is 100% before he gets back. Because what are you playing for? Uh, the eighth seed in the playoffs. Lose the Warriors. I, that would be fun. That would be fun. And, hey, this Grizzlies team matched up well with the Warriors last year. and They gave him a challenge. Could they? No. I'm trying to convince myself I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> no. Like, I mean, when they, they lost by one million earlier in the year. They could possibly steal a game, you know. They could. They could definitely and, steal a game. And that and, and how fun would that be, you know, to steal a game, you know, for the series to possibly be 2-0 going to Memphis and then win that third game. I mean, it would just be a fun game to be at. All right, we're going to keep moving with trending topics. Our next trending topic. Trending topic. Is the Matt Barnes-Derek Fisher saga continuing? Derek Fisher getting released from his job at the New York Knicks. Thank you very much, New York Knicks organization. Waiting to release him until they played both games against the Memphis Grizzlies, right? They waited. They get. They waited until uh, Matt Barnes visited the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, and we had. Uh, they waited until, of course, uh, Fisher visited the Grindhouse before releasing him. So at least we got to that point. And but there's their saga continued a little bit. And CJ is our official Matt. Barnes, Derek Fisher correspondent, because Marcus, this this is such a big deal, you know, trying to track what's going on with Fisher and and the celebrity gossip and stuff. So uh, CJ is our official correspondent on this story. CJ, update us on what exactly happened this week once Fisher was fired. So Fisher fired from the Knicks. Okay, so Fisher's fired from the Knicks, and there are reports out there that part of the reason he was fired was because he lost the respect of his players after that. Uh, situation with Matt Barnes, the the unwritten bro code, man. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. And it's also being reported that Fisher is allegedly to alleged to have been in a relationship with Tim Hardaway Jr.'s girlfriend at the time. Oh. Although Tim Hardaway Jr. said he talked to Fisher, well, he talked to his girlfriend and believes everything she's saying, and she's saying it didn't happen. Now, Monday Fisher gets fired, and Barnes has that picture on Instagram, which is just him dressed real sharp and just staring at the camera, real like, yeah, see. See, I told you guys. It's kind of one of those, way. like, the yeah. Kermit drinking coffee or whatever that thing is, right? Yeah. yeah. The sipping the, the, the Kermit just, just sipping the, the tea. tea. Yeah, it's kind of was one of those type of pictures. He's just, like, looking, like, you relax, kind of, ha, I yeah. look at you. Well, but Instagram picture. But he doesn't mention Barnes. He doesn't say anything. I mean, he doesn't mention Fisher. And that's was smart. This is the type of Instagram we were, he probably listened to our show, because we were trying to coach him on what type of Instagram to post, and not to be... Uh, all you know, middle school Instagramming with your captions and stuff, and 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 shout out to him. He wasn't middle school Instagram captioning, so that was good. All right, right. what happened next? Well, next on the twelfth, uh, Miss Govan, Govan, how do you say it? Gloria Govan, the basketball wife, superstar, and 
uh, Fisher's ex, not Fisher's ex, Barnes's ex. She posts a picture uh, on Instagram, and in the picture, you know, they're going on vacation, and the caption reads, uh, "We in here." Hashtag international flight. Hashtag birthday celebration. Tipsy family. Red eye. Hella sleepy. Lit. Whatever. There's a the, lot of people in this picture. Though, it's right? a whole lot of people in this picture. I count like. 11 or so. But one of those in the the background on his tippy toes cheesing is none other than former Knicks coach Derek Fisher. This gets picked up from picked up by the, the the Daily News in New York, TMZ, everybody's picking this up. So they are they're still romantically connected we think. And that they were oh, even well, on vacation we, together. We don't have to think that. We he's on vacation well, with her right now. Well, you look at the picture, it was a large group. Maybe they're just friends like Barnes and Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> what would we be t- like thank you so much, Chris Wallace, whoever made the decision to get Matt Barnes on this team. He has really helped us get through this season, which has not been the best season. Uh this has really helped us have something to talk about. So uh, that's not depressing, like a foot injury with your best player. Yeah, it's like, you know, um, it's like reality TV is playing out in the city of Memphis um, somehow with this whole Matt Bourne situation. And the crazy thing about it is, Gary Fisher is never going to get another head coaching job, ever. I, I mean, don't think so. Just because you can't have a coach who gets into a fight with the player and then is linked to the girlfriend of another player on his team, whether whether or not it's true, you just can't have something like that happen inside your organization because the players will start to lose respect for you because, I mean, at the end of the day, the players still have to look at a coach a certain way. They can't look at their head coach as like one of their homeboys, you know, or one of their teammates. You know, it, it really hurts the relationship and it hurts the coach being able to talk to the player and get them to do or play the way they want to play. So that's why okay, Fisher's never going to get another a job. Like, I mean, come on, Marcus. That's like being like, what if your daughter's like, Daddy, Daddy, you can't, you can't uh, date right now. I think coaches should be able to date just like people's parents should be they able to date. date. But they can't date. They, they can't date, but they can't like date <laughs> reality TV stars, or they or they can't date. You know, definitely, yeah. Their their players' girlfriend. I get your point. It's going to be. It will be. It, it does hurt his his stock, but he's still Derek Fisher, who played for those championship Laker teams. He has that name. He now has coaching experience. And once you get coaching experience in the NBA, everybody, including Lionel Hollins, you get a second shot. Fisher will get another job somewhere. Somebody will hire him. How long will he last? I don't know, but he'll get another shot. Is that the end of the story, CJ? By the way, is that where we're at right now? Well, yeah, that's where we we are. But I agree with Marcus, man. Once you once you start breaking bro codes, man, it's, it's tough. You're not gonna get Come another on. shot. Y- y- if, y- if Drew was to date one of your exes right now, you're telling me you wouldn't fire him on the spot? No, you can't. That's I don't know if that's just calls. I don't, and okay. I don't think it's okay. like. Okay. Does it mean Drew's not gonna get hired by okay. another radio station in the event he did get fired? Like he's what gonna get Drew, hired. What, Barney Stinson if, is not the commissioner of the NBA. Okay, if Drew was in Tam that, Cam's inbox, if Drew was in Tam Cam's inbox, sending her messages, trying to trying to trying to get with her on the slick. Trying to, he, he was sliding in your girl's DM. It is an ex. Yeah, that's ex. It DM. was ex. They were exes. They're not even teammates. They're in different organizations. <laughs> uh, they, it's. Y'all's analogy is not working. I'm talking uh, about Hardaway Jr. Sorry. I mean, I mean that, that was his player, Hardaway. Yeah, Hardaway no, you're Jr. true. Yeah, that's true. But those are still like very early r- rumors on on that. But let's keep let's you keep can't moving. Have those kind of rumors out there, man. Yeah, you can't have those rumors. It's gonna be. Hey, he's not gonna get a job immediately, but everybody gets into. You always if yeah. you 
especially with the this. name why, Derek Fisher. Why, why are your players answering coach answering questions about your coach and your coach's relationship to your girlfriend? Is that not a distraction? It 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 is. It's definitely a distraction, and it's not always going to be that way. Maybe he ends up marrying uh, Barnes's uh, ex wife and everything's fine and he gets a new job as a settled down coach. Derek Fisher is committed to the triangle on and off of the court. <laughs> he is. He is. But look, we got to keep moving on in our trending topics. Our next trending topic. Trending topic. From well over a week ago, there was the Super Bowl. Did you watch that game? The big game? Yeah, I watched <laughs> Isn't it. Isn't the stupidest question the, to ask uh, someone? Did you watch the Super Bowl? Bowl? If you didn't watch the Super Bowl, holy mackerel, who are we? But anyway, the Super Bowl uh, this past Sunday, Let's a couple things to talk about this. Uh, first, I want to get your thoughts on this. We are in Valentine's Day weekend. Uh, it's also President's Day weekend. President's Day is Monday. So lots of folks off work on Monday for President's Day. The Super Bowl is now played each and every year in February. The NFL has moved it back, and it's, it's in February every year. So why can't the National Football League and Congress or whoever it is, maybe we need to get um, our good friend uh, Steve Cohen on the phone for this. Why can't President's Day get moved to being the day after the Super Bowl? For so many years, people have said the day after the Super Bowl should be a holiday. And now here we are with the Super Bowl being pushed so far back, it's right next to a holiday. So why can't we just move President's Day to the same weekend as the Super Bowl, and every year the day after the Super Bowl is President's Day, so you have that day off, and it, it works for what people have always wanted and always said, that the day after the Super Bowl should be a holiday. you like the idea? Right. Do we need to get Congressman Cohen to push this through? We probably should, because I'm pretty sure that uh, even the folks there in Washington, um, they're watching the games late, and they're having their parties, and they wouldn't mind having their next day off either. Exactly. No, they definitely are doing that. Like I saw somebody tweeting out what you know the White House menu was for the Super Bowl. You know, and and Obama Super Bowl Sundays are a day he has to work now, right? Because he's always got to do that live interview. So he's working on Super Bowl Sunday and trying to watch the game. He's going to be tired the next day even more than we are because we're not working. We're just watching the game. Um, so that's that's the thing. I think we're going to try to get next time we have Congressman Cohen on. Um, I'll be sure to ask him um, about making that happen. So we're going to try to get Congressman Cohen back on the show. Because I, th- I think that's something Congress can do. But anyway, back to the Super Bowl game itself. CJ did not have to watch Frozen. Uh, it came close to being, of course, CJ, in the event that any team in any football game goes up 17 nothing, he turns the game off. At the, on Super Bowl Sunday, he throws out the challenge to prove that his policy is true. Uh, and, and he will... Not only turn the Super Bowl off if a team goes up 17 points, he'll turn on Frozen and live tweet it during the Super Bowl while everybody's watching the Super Bowl. He didn't have I to do that. that didn't happen. How close did it get, CJ? It, it got a little close. I, I had the disc in my hand walking towards the DVD player ready to put that it close. in at any given moment. <laughs> uh, actually, no, it wasn't going to DVD player. I was going to my laptop because my girlfriend told me if I turned it from the Super Bowl, she was going to, like, chop my hand off. Wait, 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 wait. So you mean to tell me your girlfriend was more was more committed to watching the Super Bowl than you were? This was going to be pretty bad, yeah. This was going to be pretty bad if... if <laughs> didn't even think about that. Wow. Uh, okay, that's... What, <laughs> uh, because I would be pissed if I was in the same room with them trying to trying to put on the Super Bowl. I would not. I'd be a little ticked off. I'd be a little ticked off if that was, if that was what was going on. 
Um, but CJ ended up watching the entire Super Bowl. Marcus, I know you did as well. Uh, and it ended up being that a minority owner's husband of the Memphis Grizzlies won the Super Bowl as the quarterback yet again. Not many NBA franchises can say that one of their minority owner's husband won the Super Bowl, but Peyton Manning, of course, married to Ashley Manning, one of the minority owners of the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Peyton, you know, victorious. Here's the question I have for you guys. Do you think if Brock Osweiler was quarterback and Denver would have won that game by even more? <laughs> because Peyton was just there. He yeah, just he showed was just up. There. He was just there. All he had to do was show up. Yeah, he's at that point. He's at that point of his career. He did. He had to show up. He had to show up because otherwise Budweiser would not pay him. Right? Like if he wasn't there, Budweiser, Budweiser would not have paid him or whatever. He claims he's not getting paid from Budweiser. But come on, man. Listen, I'm telling you, like things cannot have ended any better for Peyton Manning. He wins the game without having to do much. He gets to endorse his next business endeavor and his current business endeavor. So, so now you have. Papa John pieces and Budweiser's flying off the shelves everywhere because Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and he gets his second Super Bowl, and, you, and no matter what you say, what you can say, two is always, you know, two and two, much better than one and three. So the Budweiser plug was, the Budweiser plug was interesting from, because he did it twice. Yeah. And he did so this. definitely scripted. And I don't know what people were thinking about in Denver necessarily, because he did this wearing a Denver uniform, which Denver is one of the homes of Coors Light. It was Coors Light country, right? I mean, not only is Denver <laughs> Coors Light country, but Denver is legal weed country. So they just got, they really don't care there. So they're all about right. that kind of life. But, you know, it's like Tap the Rockies and the Coors Light. You know, you've seen the commercials. Like, he's playing wearing the jersey of a town that is a Coors Light town. It's like if a Memphis Grizzlies player won the NBA championship and they said they were going to celebrate by sending packages UPS. Oh, I see what you're saying. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that is kind of yeah. weird. Like you, Hey, if, you, if a weird. Grizzlies player wins the championship, they better not say they're sending packages UPS. No, because that would be – I mean, in, and saying it inside FedEx form would be even worse. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, the other big story from the Super Bowl, it was kind of, I mean, it wasn't an exciting Super Bowl. I did think it, like, because we, it was the first Super Bowl ever without a, a touchdown pass. There was no touchdown passes in that game. And Yeah, we, and the crazy thing about it, you had two great quarterbacks. Exactly. It, it did seem like the ball was loose a lot. That was kind of fun uh, when you do have such awesome defenses. I just wish that we would have a little bit better offenses in that game. Because uh, I want to see a touchdown pass. But the big story, the one we were looking at, is what happened with Taco Bell. And it was kind of a very quiet announcement after all their hype. But it w ended up being the quesalupa, which is the combination quesadilla chalupa, uh, which was rumored by Taco Bell Reddit as being the next thing. They've tested it in different markets. Um, they claim it's their biggest yet. And I said their biggest you know, creation yet, which it can't be because it's a spinoff of the menu item they named after me, which I'm honored. Don't get me wrong. I'm honored that Taco Bell is spinning off the menu item they named after me, the K, uh, the K Cerrito available now at Taco Bell. If you have not tried the K Cerrito, try it. I don't get paid for this like paid for Budweiser, but they named it after me. They spelt it wrong. We're going to fix the spelling someday, but the, the K Cerrito. So now the K Salupa on the menu. I have yet to try it. We should try those uh, live on the air next week, CJ. We're going to have to go pick up some some of those. I'm a man of principle. I don't go to the bell no more. Why? They made me mad. 
Oh, yeah. oh, great. CJ. Just like Zaxby's. Oh, CJ. Come on. CJ's boycotting every fast food place imaginable. I don't know where he eats. Um, I do not. I'm the opposite of boycotting Taco Bell. I go there a lot. When they name a menu item after you, you might change your mind. The, uh, I don't know what they, what they would, the, the CJ Hurt does not sound like a good, a good menu item. The C Hurt. Drew says the Hurtorito. The Hurtorito? Still wouldn't necessarily. The Quesarito is my name. That is my name. That is my email address. <laughs> so I give it out to everybody listening. Oh, uh, what are you, are you excited? Are you gonna get? Have you gonna get this uh, Quesalupa, Marcus? Um, you know, I, I I hate to report, I still haven't tried the Quesarito. What? I just don't eat at Taco Bell a lot. I, I don't think I've been to Taco Bell in maybe two years. I just don't eat there, and like I just don't. Well, but it's not need, that I don't like their food. This, I don't know why. I'm this was really supposed to be your comeback. You need to try that. So that's your homework okay. assignment before next week. Go try that. I will try the Quesarito before next week. And then, how long is the Kate Chalupa already out? The Kate, yeah, that should be out. Yeah, okay. I think it came so out. I'll go get both. I'll go get the Quesarito and the Kate Chalupa. Get the original and try then the spinoff. All right. Say what now? Get the original then the spinoff. The original. Then okay, the yeah, I do that. Uh. Uh, one more trending topic. We got trending topic. It's an open casting call today for the million dollar million dollar quartet being held in Memphis. So Memphis is getting a show on CMT. Have you seen this, Marcus? There's going to be a new no. limited series on CMT called the Million Dollar Quartet, based of course on that uh, legendary group, which you know with Elvis and and Jerry Lee and Johnny Cash. And uh, they're casting today. Open casting call for extras and. Uh, for actual principal cast members. So today until 5, it's going on now until 5 at Hume's uh, Academy, uh, the middle school at 659 North Manassas Street. You can go in audition. You must be 18 years or older and bring your ID. Uh, but you can uh, go audition to be an extra or just a main part of the cast. You could walk away. I don't. Uh, they encourage you to dress in a 50s look, a 50s look. So it's a big day for Memphis. If you want to be in this new show that's coming, uh, today's the day to go audition. Are you driving up, Marcus? Man, I definitely would have done that had I known about it. I mean, that would have been pretty cool to do because I've always, you know, thought of myself as somebody who can be in show business. I mean, why not? <laughs> but um, I don't think that I'm going to be able to make it over there, though, unfortunately. Hopefully uh, hopefully something comes up for me. Are, are, are you? I think that you can really pull it off. Are you going to go over there? Who? Well, just, what, what role would I play? I mean, I don't know what roles they're going to have available, but well, I Elvis, think really Jerry pull off Lee the Lewis, look. Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, and Johnny Cash. We know because they're in the Million Dollar Quartet. You could, and then there's wait, wait, you could you could pull off the fifties look for real though. And Dewey, Dewey Phillips, of course, the legendary disc jockey on this station who played the very first Elvis record on the radio, right here on AM five sixty. You can play that role. You can yeah. play that role. They're casting that. I should try out to be Dewey Phillips, and they're also uh, Sam Sam Phillips. We had some good. Uh, some good possible roles here. Now that I think about it, all right. Well, maybe, maybe. Are you, you going to go over there? Maybe, maybe, maybe I will. And you'll see me on CMT. How often do you watch CMT? I will watch a lot more of you on there. I don't think I've I've, I've never seen anything from there so far, though. But <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not a channel made for you. No, I know it's not it's not necessarily um, geared towards my demographic. All right, Marcus, we will talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fellas, uh, be good and holla back. All and right, enjoy th- your Valentine's Day. And CJ, you know what, man? I don't know what to say about you anymore. 
that your lady wanted to watch the Super Bowl more than you. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, Marcus. All right, guys. And President's Day. See, and NBA All-Star Weekend as well, which is about to be trending all over the place. All right, that does it uh, for trending topics this week. Before we go to break, though, i got to tell you about Moving You. They helped me move. CJ's moving this weekend. He should be using them so you don't have to ask your friend or coworkers to help you move a couch on a Saturday afternoon. You should call James at Moving You. Uh, price is as low as $65, 901-255-4060. That's 901-255-4060. Trust me, you can trust James and his guys to move you, and it, it really relieves a lot of the stress that you might have uh, when it comes to moving. It's one couch. You can help me lift one couch, Kevin. I'd prefer if you called James, 901-255-4060 at moving you. But... Um, Hopefully, it's a. How big is this couch? You should, you know. I mean, it's a sofa couch. I, I, I just moved two big. weeks ago. CJ's moving this weekend, th- in courtesy of Zaxby's. Thanks, Zaxby's. Losers. Uh, Zaxby's tearing down his apartment complex. But anyway, moving you. Check them out. Give them a call. Tell them you heard it on the Cerrito Live and get an even better deal. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll be joined by Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer. You'll listen to Cerrito Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 6 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to Cerrito Live. Here once again is Kevin Cerrito. Welcome back. Thanks for making us a part of your Valentine's weekend, your three-day President's Day weekend. It should be your three-day Super Bowl slash President's Day weekend. Maybe. Maybe we can get that to happen. We'll start pushing our campaign We'll get uh, Steve Cohen on the show because I know he can make it happen there in Congress for sure. Quick note about sports happening right now. So Columbia, South Carolina, that that uh, top team in the SEC, the Gamecocks, playing Kentucky right now. Coach Cal ejected just two and a half minutes into the game. Coach Cal thrown out of the game against South Carolina in the first two and a half minutes. Wait, what What did he get ejected for? Do we know? I know we're doing a show right now, but this is interesting. He uh, was just running. I, from what I saw, because we've got the game on in here, is that he just lost his cool and ran out and was being held back uh, by some players. I'm sure it's a Coach Cal motivation tactic, but uh, we'll see if it works as they're playing South Carolina, which is a much better team in the SEC than that. But that's a, a funny note, Coach Cal out in the first two and a half minutes. It's like like he would probably last longer in the Royal Rumble than he did in today's game. But uh, anyway, every week uh, in the 11 o'clock hour, we're joined by Kevin Leif uh, from the Memphis Flyer. He is the Grizzlies writer, and he joins us now. This portion of Surreal Live is being brought to you by Blue Restaurant and Lounge, bringing your Valentine to Blue across from FedEx Forum. They still have some reservations available for tonight and tomorrow. Of course, Valentine's Day is all weekend long this year. It's a three-day weekend, so it can be stretched all the way to Monday. Uh, But they have just for $65 per person, you and your day can enjoy a five-course 
uh, meal with uh, delicious dishes created by Chef Ana Gonzalez. Call 901-334-5950 to get in your last-minute reservation. But if you're looking for a nice place to impress your date for Valentine's Day, Blue can accommodate you. They have limited reservations still available for tonight or tomorrow, which is actually Valentine's Day. 901-334-5950 to make your reservation. You can uh, follow Blue on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to view the entire Valentine's weekend menu. And don't forget, Blue is your pre- and post-game destination for any and every event at FedEx Forum. Plus, Blue Nail serves Sunday brunch, featuring all-day $5 wine, beer, and spirit specials. As always, complimentary ballet. That's Blue's Restaurant and Lounge on BB King Boulevard across from FedEx Forum. I'll be there tomorrow for brunch. Excited. All right. Go to brunch, brunch at Blue tomorrow, and CJ will be signing autographs. Go see CJ. Sign some autographs, and he'll, he'll write on there, hashtag worst question. But what's going on, Light? I'm surprised CJ's not going to Zaxby's for lunch. <laughs> Hardy har har. Okay, here, here. This news we brought, we talked about this last week. Of course, Zaxby's um, is going to be moving. CJ's. I got to go help CJ move a couch today from his apartment because they're about to tear down his apartments and build a Zaxby's. And we talked about what you know other places, fast food wise, that uh, we would like to see tear down CJ's new place. And I think we figured out what's going to happen. So wait, I don't know. I don't know where CJ's moving next. But did you see this news light that Mrs. Winters is making its comeback to Memphis? Oh, okay. Okay, I can get behind that. So Mrs. That's a good uh, steak biscuit in the morning. Oh, I, Mrs. Winter's biscuits were so good uh, to me. And they were, like, available all day. So if you wanted, like, that chicken biscuit that was good, and I don't know, since they they went, like, bankrupt and reorganized, so I don't know what their new breakfast policy is when they come back. But at the time, it was open all day. And so you could get it late in the afternoon when, you know, Chick-fil-A and stuff were, were closed. So uh, Mrs. Winter's coming back to Memphis, and they're – yeah, really? They're, they're they're planning on a big comeback, and Memphis is on the map of where they're going to come to. And I hear they're waiting to announce where they're going to build once CJ announced where he is going to live. Oh no, <laughs> not again! That makes sense. That's a good. That's a good policy, you know. Good policy. So CJ, pick a good place wherever you're going to move to. I'm off in the cut in a studio apartment. They can build back there if they want to. Right. Man, I, I just hope it's not. I hope wherever Mrs. Winters goes in, it's not too close to my house, so that I don't get a steak biscuit on the way to work every morning. Oh, that that could, be really bad for my cholesterol. <sighs> yeah. So Mrs. Winters coming back. They're not going to be able to put it go in their old spot on Powell because that's the Popeyes now. So, but but we'll uh, see where they go. And uh, Marcus, what? <laughs> to say we're we're avoiding talking about the fact that Marcus all broke his foot. Yeah, that's what we're just trying to. I'm just trying to just not think about it as much as possible. But well, let's you know, talk about that. It's fine with me, you know. Um, you know, I don't even know what there is to talk about, right? I mean, um, Gasol came into the season out of shape. I think that was pretty obvious. Um, and when you when you try to play a full NBA season without a really strong conditioning base, um, you're just you're just gonna get hurt. I mean, that's that's how that goes. Any athlete will tell you that if you don't if you're not in if you're not conditioned. Um, you're not going to be able to perform without without hurting yourself. That's just how it goes. And I think, you know, in hindsight, um, you know, I think he was kind of playing through some stuff, um, some some kind of minor stuff that was nagging at him, and one of them turned out to uh, be a fracture in his foot. You know, I just I I will never not believe that um, him breaking his foot the way that he did was not related to. Um, 
to, to being out of shape and trying to play play his way into shape. So um, it is what it is. Now the Grizzlies are, are without their best player, uh, even though their best player was already having the worst year of his career. Right. Um, you know, and now, but now they're without him. It's going to be really hard for them to hold on and make the playoffs. I think you know, uh, the rest of February and early March, the schedule is, is pretty light, but it gets harder as it goes on uh, up and up until the last week of the season when they have to play the Warriors twice. Um, so you know, you you kind of hope that they have a spot locked up by then, or they don't need to beat the Warriors twice to to make the playoffs because that's just not happening. Um, uh, you know, it's 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 kind of a weird situation to be in. Uh, they 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 want to hang on to make the playoffs and stuff so they can keep their draft pick. But if they don't, it means they get a pick next year. So you know, I, I it it's weird. it's going to be interesting to see um, how they how they actually do going forward. Well, we decided earlier in the show talking to Marcus that that hey, uh, beginning the eighth seed and getting bounced from the best team in NBA history in the playoffs won't be a bad thing. That's not a terrible way to end your season to go against the Warriors and getting to be a part of history and getting to have CJ ask another worst question to Steph Curry and, and getting to, to see that team. I mean, what do you think? I was convinced. I'm like, I'm all right. I'm fine with it because I do think the ceiling now is make the playoffs and get eliminated in the first round. So why not make the playoffs with the eighth seed, play the Warriors, try to beat them one game and there your season's over. That's all right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's their goal now. I think, uh, even before the Gasol injury, the best they could kind of hope for was to get into that four-five matchup, maybe with the Clippers, and, and make it to the second round before getting killed by the Warriors. But you know, I I, I think if they were going to match up with the Warriors or the Spurs in the first round anyway, they're they're going to get bounced. So I I don't see um, if oh. they can actually get to the playoffs. I don't think it really changes their trajectory all that much. Oh, do not um, get a yeah. Don't get the seventh seed and have to play the Spurs in the first round. Nobody wants to see that. That's not fun. <laughs> Exactly. No one in Memphis wants to go watch the Grizzlies get swept by the Spurs again. But you know that could be where we're headed. But Golden um, State, Golden State, the eighth seed. There's some fun elements to that. There's yeah, for sure. I mean, any any kind of chance to watch this team in person, you should mm-hmm. probably take because they really are. Uh, they're just incredible to watch. I think we saw that even even last year when they when they beat the Grizzlies. You're just like, I can't I can't believe some of the shots these guys are making. Oh, um, but yeah. you know. On course to be the best team ever, so yeah, I think that's 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 uh, fun. So you you mentioned like so Gasol's out and he, and he is like it's easy for us to say he's the best player on the team because historically he is the best player on the team, but he hasn't been the best player this year. Who has been the best player? Maybe they can win games because it's not like Gasol has been doing. He's had some really great games a couple of spots throughout the year, but he's really not been the best player. Yeah, but even a bad Marcus Gasol is is, is <laughs> your best interior defender. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you, you're going to see the rest of the year guys out on the perimeter kind of letting guys get past them thinking, oh, Mark will catch him, and then Mark's not going to be there. Um, it's the, That's a huge hole in your defense. Even even as as much as Marcus All has struggled and struggled to move and stuff, he's still he's still a huge part of, of kind of keeping guys out of the paint um, to the extent possible. And um, I, I think they're really going to miss him. I mean, you look at the, the precedent for this is set, right? It's the 2014 season when he sprained his MCL and they kind of hung on to to play the Thunder. And they pushed him to seven games, right? But if you look at what happened when Gasol went out, everybody was saying, oh, well, they just have to play 500 ball until Gasol gets back. They did. You know, they won about 30% of their games, right. uh, maybe 40. So 
yeah, it's a team that's already it. struggling, and and Gasol just being there helps you so much. Just being in the game, the other yeah. team's going to pay attention to the fact that he's in the game, and whether he's having his best game or not, they still have got to pay attention. Well, to Well, it's Gasol. weird, right? Because he's he's had a really off season. He's had a really terrible season, right? Uh, on the whole, but he's also had his first triple double. Mm-hmm. He's also set a new career high in scoring. He's had more thirty point games this year than he's ever had before. And it's still his worst season ever. <laughs> so it's a it's a weird. He was having a weird year anyway. Yeah. So his uh, worst season. It's, it's had some big highlights in it for sure. So Gasol possibly out for the year. You've had a chance to have this like to marinate, obviously. And do you still? And I saw you some of your tweets earlier in the week. And I know what the conversation is in the city. So you know what question I'm going to ask you uh, right now. It's based on uh, Coach Yeager and. The Grizzlies coaching staff or the organization as a whole, should they have been resting Mark Gasol since he was having issues with his foot at the time that he completely busted his foot? Yeah. No, no <laughs> that's not a question to me. Um, but, you know, I don't, it's not. <laughs> Monday night after the game, I was really hard on Yeager for it and then kind of, you know, reflected on it a little bit. And, <clears throat> you know, ultimately, Dave Yeager is the guy who makes the decision about who plays and doesn't. But, um, I think organizationally, the Grizzlies have just kind of always had a culture of, well, Mark's hurt, but he says he's going to play, so we're going to let him play. Uh, I hope that this injury ends that. Um, Gasol is a guy who, I don't know if it's like, it's like a point of pride for him that nothing is going to keep him from playing in a basketball game. He's played through like torn abdominal muscles. And he came back from the knee injury way too quickly. Um, he's just, he, he just plays, right? He plays through everything. And, you know, he's 31 years old now, and he's on the first year of a five-year deal. And the longer you let him keep playing through everything, the shorter his career is going to be at this point. And I think it's on the coach, it's on the training staff, it's on the front office, and it's ultimately it's on Marcus Hall, too, to realize, hey, I have to, I have to take it a little bit easier because I want to be playing when I'm 38. It doesn't matter if we win three extra games this year if I have to, you know, if I take a year off of my career – by by adding on all these mileage on on injuries and stuff, so you know I, I I thought when he was having trouble, and a lot of people were saying this at the beginning of the Portland game, if Marcus Hall is having issues with his foot and you're playing two losing teams going into the All Star break, why not just sit it right? Right. Uh, and now in hindsight, that obviously would have been the right thing to do, but uh, you know who's to say that they don't sit him those two games and then the first game after the break he breaks his foot, right? I mean, it's, if there was an injury forming there. There's no way to know whether rest would have actually helped it or would have just postponed it. So you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but this this kind of situation is, um, you know, I think in the future I hope that they are a lot more willing to just say no, you're not playing on this. Yeah, uh, we're talking with Kevin Life. He joins us every week in the eleven o'clock hour to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. You can read his stuff at uh, memphisflyer.com. Also, in the Memphis Flyer, you got a cover story you're working on for next week or finished up for next week. Uh, not a cover story, but a but a column that's longer than the usual column. You know, just kind of taking stock of uh, what the Gasol injury means for the rest of the year. I did that. I did that a little bit in the, my post after the Portland game. Kind of went in depth on um, how much we don't know how much time he's going to miss. That kind of stuff, um, which all became horribly clear uh, several hours later. But right. um, you know, well, uh, a Gasol story in the print edition of the Memphis Flyer. Uh, yeah, and it'll be on the it'll be on the web too. But yeah. Some people, some of our listeners would think that that the uh, Gasol story should have been in the Hotties issue, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. We have a lot of we have a lot of uh, female listeners on the show. 
Okay, uh, other grizzly stories of the week that I've noticed. Well, well, okay, before I get into this other one, before I get into trying to get you in a feud with Bill Simmons, the uh, <laughs> uh, Barnes Fisher, I just want your thoughts on that. We we went into detail about Barnes Fisher. Do you think Fisher gets a coaching job again in the NBA? I hope not. I mean, <laughs> I didn't like Derek Fisher anyway, but um, just the, the stories that are coming out now um, just sound like he is really as much of a jerk off the court as I always thought he was on. Um, and, you know, I, I still don't think Matt Barnes should have, number one, beaten him up, or number two, continued to talk about beating him up. But, um, you know, he, do, he does sound like just an idiot and made some really poor choices. And, uh, I, you know, that's not the kind of guy you want coaching your basketball team, basically. Um, and he's not the first coach to do that kind of stuff, and he's also not the first coach to basically, you know, get run out of town for it. So, you know, it sounds like if the, if the stories that are kind of coming out about him trying to hook up with players' girlfriends and that kind of stuff, if those stories are true, then, you know, I I, I think he got what he deserved, and uh, I I think other teams are seriously going to think twice about hiring him. Hey, yeah, and but I'm a little pr- – I'm proud. I didn't think I'd say this sentence before. I'm a little proud of Matt Barnes, though. His reactions this week, I think he listened to our advice we gave him, which was stop acting like a middle schooler – on Instagram and just act like an adult. He's still kind of he's being a lot more discreet and and a lot less emotional uh, about this whole thing as as you would expect him to be celebrating this week, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think I think it's not a coincidence. The last time he said anything about it, he had to write a check to the league for thirty five thousand dollars. <laughs> right. So I think he's I think he's uh, I think he's just got a way. You know, is this is this worth? $35,000 for me to say this. And most of the time, it's probably not. Right. So I think yeah, probably more so the NBA fine than actually listening to, to good advice from people. I can I can yeah. see that being a fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to pay $35,000 for anything. So the uh, Okay. So let's get into this. Bill Simmons uh, tweeting the other day, of course, uh, Bill Simmons of HBO, who uh, I haven't seen the show yet. Uh, waiting for that to debut, but he says his this is his quote of his tweet: "Key deadline subplot: Will Gasol gone for a year and Conley headed for free agency? Should Memphis deal Conley? I think they should." Uh oh. Well, you know, if Bill Simmons actually uh, was a good basketball analyst anymore, he wouldn't have made that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Bill That's Simmons figured fired. out. Yeah, well, he he figured out at one point that that the trade machine stuff got him a lot of attention and a lot of clicks, and he just went down that rabbit hole. You know, I, I think sure the Grizzlies can trade Mike Conley to trade him for what? Right? What are you going to get back? And um, I, the only way for the Grizzlies to really kind of tear down and rebuild would be to they'd have to get rid of Gasol too. Um, I, they have they would have to make some sort of a deal that's going to get picks back. And if they traded Conley for a draft pick, who's going to be the point guard next year? And they still have Marcus Hall sitting around on a max contract. So that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, it only makes sense if they think Conley is going to leave anyway, right? That's that's yeah. really the only time that, that you would deal a marquee player like that um, uh, on, on an expiring deal is if you think they're going to leave anyway. And, you know... I, as much as the Knicks love to plant stories in the media about how they're going to make a run of Mike Conley, and I really believe they will, you know, I still think the most likely outcome is that he returns to the Grizzlies. I think you especially saw that after the Gasol deal. He was like, well, I talked to Mike about it, you know. Um, so we'll, 
will he change his mind because he sees the trajectory that the franchise might be on? They have a couple down years. Uh, you know, that wouldn't shock me, but I still think the most likely outcome, far and away, is that Mike Conley is on the Grizzlies next year. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that um, to trade him just because he's on an expiring deal and he's going to be a free agent, well, that's that's kind of the thing that Bill Simmons has been telling people to do for years. Uh, it rarely ever pans out unless you're actually going to rebuild the team completely, you know, tear down and start over. And I just don't think the Grizzlies, uh, I know for a fact, the Grizzlies don't think that that's the place they're at right now. Uh, you know, I, I definitely think they are, whether they want to be or not, they're headed for a down year next year, um, right. playing a lot of young guys, that kind of thing. But, yeah, no, they, they should not trade Mike Conley. Uh, Bill Simmons is, just doesn't really know what he's talking about. You know, he, he had a tweet earlier in the day he was like, as a Boston fan, my, my biggest fear is that the Grizzlies make some kind of, or that, that the Heat make some kind of Conley and Barnes for Dragic deal. Well, why, why would the Grizzlies do that, right? Dragic is not worth what he's paid. He's on a four-year deal. There's just no, there's, that doesn't make any sense. That's not a trade that makes sense as a basketball trade. So, yeah, Bill Simmons just needs to step away from the trade machine <laughs> for a while. The uh, t- Tonight is the NBA All-Star uh, Saturday night, my favorite part of the weekend. Do you have any bold predictions? Can former Grizzly Kyle Lowry defeat Steph Curry in a three-point contest? <laughs> Probably not, but, uh, you know, he might. I think Vince Carter should be in the dunk contest. Shouldn't he? Like, he should be going out. Like, he's may, this may be his last year, right? Like, yeah. let him go yeah, out in the dunk contest. Do something. It's either going to be this year or next year, I think. But, uh, yeah, I think it's in Toronto. Yeah. He obviously he showed in that Brooklyn game that he can still dunk. Right. Moving away from the rim behind his head. Um, which was insane. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he should be in the dunk contest. Yeah, like who is in the dunk contest? We know Will Barton is in it. Shout out to the University of Memphis. He has potential. Will Barton wins today to have the best best Memphis Tiger news in ages, right? I can't say if he, as long as he, like, doesn't talk to Josh Fashner before, he might have a chance of winning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, life. Okay, before we let you go. Before we let you go and and enjoy the rest of your All Star break, Valentine's Day weekend, President's Day weekend, all that stuff happening uh, right now. And the trade deadline is next week, right? So you're gonna have your article in the flyer, and the trade deadline's happening before we talk next week. Uh, I think it, I think it's next week. Yeah, uh, it's on. It's always on a Thursday. I don't know. I, was, I honestly, I've been so in the weeds with the Gasol stuff that I can tell you if it's next week or the week after. But I think it's next week, February 18th at 3 p.m. Eastern. So, yeah, before we talk next week, the Grizzlies may or may not make a move, so that could make an interesting uh, conversation next Saturday. Uh, But before we let you go, we uh, always talk about your job at the Memphis Flyer as the Grizzlies writer, but we rarely mention the fact that you're the digital manager over there at MemphisFlyer.com. So we thought, take a moment uh, to talk about what's popular over there at MemphisFlyer.com. What's a popular story uh, over there that people can check out at MemphisFlyer.com? Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the biggest story right now, uh, you know, we had some tiger drama this week uh, with real tigers, where a uh, tiger from the Memphis Zoo that was sent to Sacramento to mate with one of their tigers actually ended up killing it instead. Um, <laughs> oh, well, yeah. That you, is... know, you know, I guess CJ knows all about that. Sometimes There's... that happens to him, too. But, uh, <laughs> you know... Uh, we, uh, Chris Davis, one of our, uh, one of our writers, got an exclusive interview with the Tiger. Um, oh, that's from, great. The, from Memphis. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you should go check that out. That's on the, uh, I think that's on the Fly on the Wall blog. 
Uh, yeah, he got he got an exclusive sit down interview with the Memphis Zoo uh, murderous tiger. So um, yeah, that's a, that's a good read. And yeah, I mean your your Josh Pastor comment just a minute ago was not your first big diss against the Memphis Tigers this week because you tweeted when that story broke that a Memphis Zoo tiger kills a tiger at the Sacramento Zoo that at least uh, the Memphis Tigers are winning something today. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. I've been I've been extra salty this week. I'm not sure <laughs> if it's the weather. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's something in the water. I don't know. Um, we got to find out what it is and keep it going because it's 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 outstanding. Uh, kind of embraced it this week. But there's a seems to be an issue with with people in the not people people but animals in the Memphis Zoo uh, or not being able to mate because they've been trying to get those pandas to hook up for a while, right? And they can't have a baby, and and now they're sending this one out to Sacramento and. And murdering the other one—that just doesn't sound does not sound very appropriate. But anyway, you well, can isn't ch- it, it's kind of a thing with pandas anyway that like you have to pandas like hardly ever mate, right? And that's why they're yeah. endangered. I mean, it's not just because they kill all the forests or whatever. They're actually just they actually just don't mate that often. Okay. I mean, that kind of seems like kind of seems like their problem. Oh, do you right? think if the pandas had more <laughs> shade from the greensward that? Uh, they didn't remove all those trees from the Greensward, and the pandas had more shade. They probably would have made it better. Or maybe the tiger was upset about the the parking at the Greensward. Or uh, I don't know. I'm just trying to tie this into something. To, to yeah, I don't. Memphis. I don't want to get nasty emails from Chuck Brady, so I'm not touching that one. You might be getting it. You might be getting it. I've yet to take a stance on that. I, but the uh, <laughs> and rest in peace, somebody. This is a big week for animal news. But one of the the monkeys at the zoo passed away too. Hmm. I don't remember. Was he the one that escaped? Uh, no, it was not the one that escaped. Oh, that's a beloved. Did we ever give a key to the city to that to that uh, monkey that escaped? I don't think so. <laughs> don't but think we should have. <laughs> I don't think he needs any more keys. <laughs> Interesting note. You brought up the pandas. Well, sometimes pandas watch uh, adult movies to help them get ready to to mate and everything. So maybe that might be the issue. They maybe do. They, yeah, maybe there's not. I'm looking at an article <laughs> on ABC News right now. Maybe they're not showing them enough of those. <laughs> right, they could call you CJ and borrow your collection, right? Let's say, let's say maybe they just maybe they just don't have a good internet connection. All right, all right, life. We appreciate it. We will uh, talk to you next week after the trade deadline. All right, y'all have a good one. All right, that's Kevin Light from the Memphis Flyer. Follow him at Flyer Grizz blog on Twitter. That's Grizz with only one Z. Read his articles at MemphisFlyer.com. Read everything over there at memphisflyer.com and look for his story in the paper this week. I want to give a special shout-out to 901 Collection, 901collection.com. They dropped me off one of their cool new scarves. Man, it's cold outside, and they've got the best long-sleeve shirts and, and scarves and other cool Memphis-related swag with the 901 on it. Rep your city with stuff from 901collection.com. And this portion of the show was brought to you by Playhouse on the Square, Memphis's only professional theater Check out Memphis. Uh, check out playoffsonthesquare.org for more information about what's playing. It's the last weekend for American Idiot, the Green Day play. They have a couple more plays around the corner. It makes a great Valentine's Day date. So if you're looking for a last-minute Valentine's Day date or gift idea, get tickets to Playhouse on the Square. You can buy those and take a look at the upcoming shows at playhouseonthesquare.org. Of course, it's located right there in Overton Square in the theater district so uh, that's Playhouse on the Square, playhouseonthesquare.org. When we come back, it's our wrestling segment. Dustin Five Star is here, and we're going to be joined by the boogie-woogie man, handsome Jimmy Valent. You're listening to Sarita Live on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 87.7 FM.